What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. And this week on the Marvel Movie Marathon, we've got something a little different for you guys because we have taken a break from the MCU, but we've also taken a break from live action filmmaking because we are diving into Big Hero 6. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't a Marvel movie. Well, actually, on a technicality, yes, this was produced by Marvel Studios. Well, not Marvel Studios, but Marvel does have a credit to this. This is where the property was originated. And technically, according to our rules of theatrically produced Marvel television, this fits the bill. So, like, films like Man-Thing, yeah. Fantastic Four, stuff that wasn't released or maybe wasn't released in theaters, not those. But this... This fits the and bill. And if you, you got a problem with that criteria, just watch this post-credit scene. Exactly. It'll, it'll confirm that for you. And for those of you asking about Men in Black, that was uh, Malibu Comics first, and then Marvel bought them out. It was a different thing. Uh, the Big Hero 6 franchise is entirely Marvel. So this one does fit in within our Marvel ranking. And definitely that post-credit scene makes you for feel sure. that way. So... We are here to give our thoughts on Big Hero 6, taking a break from the usual and diving into animation. So this one's going to be kind of different, guys. We're not used to talking about animated, you know, let's be real, kids films here. But we're definitely going to try. And I say me, Ben Rayside, co-host, along with the gentleman who helped make this show possible, Mr. Ethan Wenslaw, first and foremost. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I've grabbed my headphones, thrown on... Turned on the Fallout Boy. I'm ready to go to San Francisco. Talk about this movie. Micah, are you Let's ready do to do that too? So, yeah, I'm. You know, I I was looking at my my underwear drawer oh. last night. <laughs> okay, and I noticed that I didn't have anything clean. Mm. Mm. But thankfully, I had some great <laughs> advice from this movie. Perfect advice. Because you know, you wear them front, you wear them back. You flip them inside out, front and back again. Four days on one pair. Genius. Wow. Why didn't I, I can go six months without washing my my laundry. And we learn at the end of this movie why it is so genius. The idea originates. Mm. The man himself. Excelsior. Excelsior. Mr. Stanley. <laughs> and yes, we're going to be talking more about the movie than about this post credit scene because, let's be real, that's really the only part that really ties in to this broader scale of the MCU. But seeing where this movie ranks is also going to be pretty interesting. So stay tuned for that. Before we get into it, I would ask you guys watching or listening, leave a subscription down below. That would help us out a lot. So gentlemen, let's open our sling rings and head over to the Big Hero 6 universe for the first and I think only time on this marathon. So Mr. Kabuki was using ESP to attack you and Balloon Man. In the futuristic city of San Francisco, a 14-year-old Hiro Hamada Ooh. is a robotics prodigy who competes in underground robot fights. After his older brother Tadashi is killed by a fire, Hiro befriends Baymax, a healthcare robot that Tadashi created. Together, they team up with Hiro's friends, Gogo, Wasabi, Honey Lemon, and Fred to form a superhero team and stop a masked villain from destroying the city. And yeah, I think for, for this review's sake, let's just call him Hiro, even though some of them call him Hiro. Let's just do Hero, because that, that's a little bit easier. But, Big Hero 6, we're here to talk about it, guys. There's your summary, for those of you who haven't seen this movie. Since 2014, like me, I've only seen this movie one time. I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Ethan, what's your history with Big Hero 6? So, I didn't see this one in theaters, but when it came out, we our family purchased the Blu-ray. So, I, I put some work into that Blu-ray. I'm not sure how many times we watch it, but we still have the Blu-ray to this day. So uh, probably five, six times I watched it as a kid, and then revisiting it was a very pleasant time, I'd say. Yeah. Definitely took me back to that time of like, because this movie, arguably for its quality, we're going to find out right now, but it did have a couple things in it that really like 
trans like not transformed, but they definitely impacted pop culture like some of the other superhero movies that came out this year did. Micah, did you see this movie when it came out on, on DVD or in theaters? Yes, I think I saw this movie in 3D when it Ooh. came out. So that was pretty cool. Uh, this is my original Blu-ray from when our family bought it. Uh, we played the heck out of this thing. Um, I don't know. I've, I've probably seen this movie 10, 15 times. Wow. Our family loved this movie. We just put it on whenever it was in our rotation of just whatever movies. What, what was I, 12 at the time? What grade is that? Sixth grade? Fifth grade? It's right around there. Yeah, yeah, around there. So we definitely loved this movie when we were when I was growing up. Uh, it, yeah, for the most part, it holds up. There's some, for what it is, for what it is, it holds up. Um, but yeah, can't wait to talk about it. Walk down memory lane yeah. in uh, San Francisco. So this one, this one's going to be a little different. We're used to, as you've seen with the 35 other movies on this list, it's all live action. It's all mainly dark and gritty action movies, superheroes. Like for the most cool. part, you know, I mean, you have your Gardens of the Galaxy that we reviewed last week. Great discussion. Check that out. But this one is wholly different. How is this going to play? I mean, it, can you even put this in the Marvel movie marathon ranking? I think you can, right? Sure. Definitely. Like, definitely. There's, yeah. There's definitely good elements to this movie for sure. Like, and I think that now as more mature viewers than when we first saw this, I think there are a couple more things that we see here. The themes of it being a, a superhero story, a superhero origin story, as our boy Fred says, there's a lot of, you know, like you have your superhero stereotypes. You have the hero having someone close to him, a family member dying. You have their origin story. You have the villain being someone who's actually closely tied to the hero, but we don't actually know it. There's a lot of those elements there, but does it does it work? So, Ethan, as a more mature film viewer now, how do you like Big Hero 6? Yeah, uh, it definitely is a kid's movie. Revisiting it, there's a lot of kid elements, right? The dialogue, the pacing, some of the action and superpower sets. It's a little, a little kid-like. But a lot of this movie really impressed me on this rewatch. I'd ha I'll have to say, just... The animation I yeah. thought was great. Some of the emotional beats of this movie like actually worked for me. Some didn't. Some really did. The the final scene with Baymax I really liked. But before he returned, his his death I guess I th I really think that works mm -hmm. really well. Baymax there. as a character too, he works really well. I like almost everything he does. I know we joke about some some of the things that have aged from this movie, but Baymax I, th I think a lot of the bits with him are really funny. And I gotta just shout out the. Whoever was in charge of cinematography on this movie, a lot of these shots are just beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you were watching, just uh, with with animation, you can kind of organ organ or get uh, <laughs> create any shot you want because it's just it's animation. So it's not like camera tricks or anything. So if you want it to look like something, you can get it to look like that. And I think they had a great vision doing that. Rob Dressel is the. Uh artist and cinematographer who did this one he has done work on a couple of disney's films that were around here wreck it ralph and moana or others and i like that you shot that out because the animation team behind this movie built a 3d world the biggest they've ever built mm. for any movie ever they said it was like you put the world of like frozen and tangled and wreck it ralph all into one and this was this and San, like that's all like san francisco i guess is yeah, what they, it is that essentially they scanned kind of like bamax says they scanned the san francisco skyline and they took that and threw a bunch of tokyo elements into it and that's how they created san francisco mm. and it looks good it like it's really cool there's yeah, a yeah. lot huge of huge map yes there's a lot of like individual if you look at um they said their stress was that they were had to create a lot of people in this area also this movie is set in the Distant future, 2036. 36, was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this was if Japan somehow ended up on top during World War II, I guess, like that. So Japanese immigrants came to California along with American immigrants, and they kind of like jumbled. So Tokyo mm. and San Francisco kind of became one country or mm. state, I guess, is what you could call it. And you get kind of this, not a dystopian world, but it's definitely an alternate future, one with these 
nanobots this nano was it nanobots right yeah nanobots yeah that's what it was and you got this like nanotechnology but this one is really cool because you get this opening scene and it's this bot fight starts off i like how it starts off when it's like it has that um the scale built in you think it's these two huge robots fighting pans out to mm-hmm. like this circle and even you know hero when he comes in like you don't really know what he's all about and he's a little kid and then he absolutely wrecks that robot i like that's a good first scene to introduce this movie now does the rest of the movie hold up i'm not so sure mm-hmm. micah how is this on your first rewatch in a while it like i said before it definitely holds up but it, it- Totally is just a kid's movie meant to sell little toys of Baymax and the Big Hero 6 crew. I think that they really wanted this movie to be even more of a success than it was. Let me see how much it made. It made it made $650 million, but compared to what Frozen was making, compared to what... Wow. Oh, Frozen was a different... I mean, a different beast. Yeah. Definitely the same animation style you go for like i i remember looking at like ant cast and that one the one other girl um what was it they've got really the same face as like anna and elsa yeah that same animation face structure is definitely similar on them and also in wreck it ralph they were going through this whole thing in like the mid early 2010s all of disney animation kind of looked like this i think it was Either they make a sequel of this one or Frozen, and they chose, of course, the most profitable one, which would be Frozen 2. They had to go with Frozen 2. But there's a few TV miniseries that have spun off of this movie. There was an animated series that ran for like four years, Mm -hmm. and I think also just recently. Yeah, Yeah, there's a Disney Plus show, too. I watched the pilot of it today. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I skimmed the pilot of it. it What's that called? Go Baymax? No, that's a different one. It's just called uh, Big Hero 6. Oh, okay. It's a, sh- a three-season show, and it's really weird, actually. The start of it, it it starts before this movie ends. So it starts, the show starts, and Baymax is still dead. Oh. So you get to see Hero struggle with that. You see him go to school for the first time. And that, it's really the, the last act of this movie, but drawn out into 40 minutes. So the kind of like the 10-minute, not 10-minute, like really 10 second montage at the end of this movie just the rushed ending they really spread it out over 40 minutes for the two-part pilot very uh which one was it iron man 2 iron man 3 which one had the the quick ending iron man 3 iron man 3 where they just rip the heart out they (laughs) like sew them up get them all set up had to like take a step back and i was like whoa he's back now it kind of defeated the the whole climax of the movie i i feel like if they added another 10 minutes then this movie would the ending would be more fulfilling okay we can see him kind of sit in that feeling you can see him go to school get this idea to build baymax again get this idea to okay let's let's have this but it doesn't need that because it's a kid's movie and nobody's gonna remember in 30 minutes when they're out of the theater (laughs) and that's what i think they did it was like okay this is a kid's movie we've got to end it on a positive note yeah. right and that's why they started the show that way it's what the director probably wanted out of the original movie and it, it just didn't the show is hard to watch cut. too it's more more hand-drawn i'd say animation oh, really is yeah. like the the credits the beginning of the credits a little bit yeah okay. a little bit yeah interesting it's not recommend it? would you recommend the first episode at least i skimmed it i honestly i watched <laughs> i watched the first two minutes realized what it was skimmed yeah. through yeah. it that's yeah. what i did with daredevil episode one too so it's <laughs> Oh my goodness. Whoa, we can't even throw those two compared. Like, don't even. But yeah, uh, overall, I, movie's okay. <laughs> He's done. Ethan's, good. Ethan's done. No, uh, I, I, it produced some, yeah. some cool stuff from this movie. Uh, Baymax is a great character. I, I think uh, the impact that Baymax had on my middle school self, everyone was doing the blah, 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 blahs after a fist bump. That was just, it was as common as the. When people would do an explosion after a fist bump or whatever, it, it, people were drawing the little Baymax face. They were drawing the whole. Me and my buddies, we would just doodle little Baymaxes everywhere. It was, it yeah. was a huge impact on us. It was that, and then also the Lego Movie came out this year, mm-hmm. that that same year, and it was all like there was Baymax was the because those were two big kids movies in 2014, mm-hmm. Lego Movie and Big Hero Six, and everyone was doing the ba la la la. Everything is awesome. The 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 Lego jumping jacks back and forth like that, which admittedly, looking back now, is a little cringe. All that stuff is like, Eesh. I don't know, man. But you know which movie came out on top? In the Oscars, uh, this is our second movie to receive an Oscar. 
you know that? This movie won an Oscar? Best animated feature. Mm. What? Our first Oscar was, oh, I, wow. I added that to our list today, uh, all of our all Oscars, Oscars. Okay. our wins and nominations. So Spider-Man 2 was our first Oscar with best visual effects. Mm. This one was the second win for Oscars. Wow. Best animated feature. And our second animated feature, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, is also a best animated picture winner. Well, that I would say that one deserves it. Yeah, not so sure about this movie. I I think we're going coming on a little too strong. I think that yes, there are kid elements and uh, the team thing is mm. really kiddish, but I think a lot of the themes and elements in this movie work really well. I really yeah. like the villain, like yes. him a lot. I love Baymax and Hero their relationship. I like Tadashi and Hero their relationship. Whereas I do think it's a little rushed. Uh, Tadashi dies at like the 12 minute mark of this movie. It's way too quick, mm. but it is a kid's movie. They have to spin it in, spin the events into place. And yeah, that ending is kind of, that ending is great. The the original. Oh the, yeah. When Baymax shoots him, he's like, I'm, I'm satisfied with my care. Yep. He shoots him. You see Baymax fall into the void. This is a nice one, kid. Yeah. And then, then he's mm. just back, right? That kind of. With the chip and everything. It. Yeah. It's, so it's the same guy. It's the same guy. So you kind of lose that great emotional scene. But I, th- I think during that scene, in the context of the movie, you feel it. You mm. feel it. It works really well. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying this is better than Spider Verse. What this movie did was I was got really excited for Spider Verse on our marathon. <laughs> yeah, right. Kept thinking about that. Yeah, to bounce off of you, then I, I really like how they use Baymax as a symbol of Tadashi's legacy going forward you see okay yeah hero is struggling with the loss of of tadashi but baymax says tadashi is here yeah referencing the video that he has playing on him but tadashi's work is still alive and well like just because someone is gone doesn't mean that everything you learn from them has to be gone too Hero loses himself to the dark side. He loses himself to uh, wanting this revenge, wanting to find the person who started this fire and um, abuses what care Baymax is giving him. Even though it's super cool, I really, watching it again, I thought about the flying scene differently. Hmm. When they're on top of the propeller thing and Baymax is like, I just scanned you and your uh, happiness levels are back up to par. Would you like to say, I'm satisfied with my care. I can go back to my little charging dock. And he's like, no, we haven't done the thing yet. And Baymax with, uh, with his programming says, okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's keep going. But that shows heroes immaturity. That that's a character moment right there. That line is very impactful to see what are heroes actual motives. Cause right after that, we get the scene or the the uh, the whole event over on the island, where Hero puts he takes the the Tadashi chip out, taking what Tadashi left of him mm-hmm. out of Baymax, making him just yeah. this fighting machine, and Baymax goes crazy. That part's really powerful to me. Yeah. I'd say that that was probably my favorite, most emotional scene in this movie. And I like the emotional moments that layers. they do have, especially because Hero's probably, like, he's, I mean, he's the main character of the movie, but he's also the character that you connect with the most. Mm. I think they do a good job there, especially when they kill Tadashi, because after that, you just feel really bad for him. And I like the way that they portray Baymax in showing the care of not only just keeping you safe physically, but emotionally, yeah. like mm-hmm. mentally, you have those scenes. Constant like the check-ins. one that you said was like, nah, Tadashi is still here. And he points to his body. Like you can see the screen, but in a, in another way, it's like he's still with you in mm-hmm. your heart. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good. And you expect that with animated movies like this, especially with Disney and Pixar movies like that, you expect there to be heart, the heartfelt message there. I just don't think that this movie drives it home as much as some of the other animated films do because you can't take this movie like we often do and compare it to another movie on the marvel movie marathon this kind of has a whole different set of parameters okay now i'm comparing this to movies like that i grew up with like the incredibles which is another superhero animated film which i would say it's a little bit better than this Mm. 
much better. Uh, much better than yeah, this. Come on. Yeah, come Let's on. be real. But so that's kind of where I look at it. And so while there is good stuff in this movie, I would say that it doesn't meet those standards all that often. Yeah. But I do like, I will say this, one thing I do like is his team for the most part. I think there are a lot of, a cast of very fun characters. And yeah, well, they're probably there first and foremost to sell toys. Let's be honest, all the suits that they get, the power-ups that they get. But I'm no, I'm, I'm not going to fault the movie for that. My favorite thing when I was a kid was Lego Ninjago. A solely produced television series for toys so i'm not gonna fault them for that and they're cool toys though i will yeah i'm totally i totally agree with that yeah to bounce off the characters though i they're quirky right they're funny they're there to sell toys they've got their cool power gimmicky stuff but besides that oh and besides fred <laughs> right, let's, let's just be real here. Yeah, yeah. Fred Fred's is the, the only one that has any sort of characteristic character yeah. traits at all. Uh, we've got Wasabi with his OCD tendencies. We've got Gogo. Which one's Gogo? Is that the one with the wheels? Gogo's oh, the one with the wheels. Uh, yeah. Gogo's the yes. one with the wheels. Yeah. Honey lemon. We've got her kind of like one. Yep. shortness, and we've got uh, Honey Lemon with her bubbliness or whatever. But yes. there's no, there's no character development there's no struggle right. they go yeah. through besides the fact oh guys we're uncoordinated we gotta we gotta step this up which is cool because they have the training montage and then they have a chance to fight together as cool. a team and they suck mm-hmm. they just suck which i really appreciate that element to where just because we had a training montage doesn't mean we can just kick butt together yeah reminded me of the fantastic four. Oh shoot we gotta learn how to bring together come together as a group you know, something we're going to see here pretty soon. Quick, Susan, take your clothes off. <laughs> All right, everyone, give me your powers. I'm going to defeat Silver yeah. Surfer by myself. That was not an element of this movie. There was one part, though, with Fred to bounce back off of that when Hero was feeling down and everything, and, and he, like, FaceTimes him, or they send a video oh. on his computer, <laughs> and he's like, hey, Hero, if I could, I would jump through this. If computer. I had one superpower. I had one superpower. I'd jump yeah, through this I wrote it down, I'd yeah. give you a hug. If I could only have one superpower, it would be to come through this screen or come through this camera and give you a big hug. Like, dude, that that might be the greatest line in this movie. Viewer, uh, if I had one superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when, I was, when I was 12, my, my superpower that I, of choice was to shoot spaghetti out of my fingers, but that's just me. I, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I wanted unlimited spaghetti at any point in the day. <laughs> No, but I think the writing for I, <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know what to say after that. Isn't that in uh, Isn't that in um, What's it called? Um, the 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 everything ever Oscar, yeah, yeah. The hot dog fingers are hot dog, hot dog fingers. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Hot of. spaghetti. Hot dog with spaghetti. In yeah, you yes. put your, them through a noodle or, or uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that Fred. The character that's supposed to be the dumb one has the most intelligible lines out of any of the friend characters. I he's, also, yeah. he's the one that they wrote it's the most for. also the one for. you only get, like, I don't know, do you get anything out of Wasabi, Go-Go, and whatever, Honey Lemon? You're right. Wasabi, I know, is OCD, and then that's it. Yeah, Honey Lemon is smart with chemicals, and Go-Go is smart with magnets. It was funny, was, as they're dumb, doing their, driving, like... As they're doing their cool power-up sequence, I'm trying to think. You look at some of these powers. You're like, how is how is that going to help you? The Lululemon or uh, the Lululemon, the yeah. honey lemon, honey lemon. Yeah. yeah. What what? What are you going to like? Type in a little combo. You know all the combos for some, all the chemicals. Some and- paint I actually do for hold you. on. I actually don't know what her superpower is, and I just she watched can the combine the periodic she, like, table has a elements. Purse of little lemon balls. She throws them. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah she's right. she uses. Chemical warfare to, oh yeah, that so chemical warfare. That's oh, yeah. one war crime. Uh, oh. And then Baymax goes up on top of San Francisco, right, and he uses the scanner, the super scanner, to scan everyone. Of uh, Baymax scans everyone, gets all of their health information. That's a huge violation of HIPAA laws. Holy cow! Oh, Do they that, just not exist in this universe? So that's what you meant by your text. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. Do you see a single cop in this movie? <laughs> That's true. Maybe crime's not a thing. Wait, yeah, there is a. It's a character in this movie. Oh the cop. yeah, the cop that. And they then go there's to. a tape. All right. Yeah. yeah, but he's certainly not doing anything. So 
and you say these tiny robots are. Yeah, right. Love how he's just not having it with a kid, even though there's just a totally unbelievable creature, this robot standing right next to him. So the idea of another smaller robot existing that's just absurd yeah this guy with a kabuki mask (laughs) that's what i'm saying like no one bats an eye at baymax as he's walking down the street there's like no like cars just like was like howard the duck when the ducks just walking into bars they don't even say anything about him yeah it's normal maybe it is i've never been in san francisco in 2036 true who am i to say hey who are we Maybe he's not the only robot. Maybe there's many robots. I mean, there's all there's this bot fighting stuff going on, and they're That's pretty true. advanced robots. Twenty thirty six. Come on. Maybe would this movie have been better if it was just bot fighting? <laughs> if real it were real steel but smaller. Right, right. Real <laughs> steel but animated. And about a kid who, the parents, the dead parents, don't have any. <laughs> unlike real steel, the parents don't have any uh, real influence on hero. I feel like that that should be a a bigger plot point is heroes kind of struggle with my whole family, except for my aunt is dead. Well, it's like the Spider-Man thing. Just Tadashi takes the place of Uncle Ben. This is what Spider-Man should have been. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. I'm going to follow you here. If they had, I think that one of the most genius parts about this movie is is that they Spider-Man, all of them. Oh, Every yeah. Spider-Man. The, what they do better Spider-Man. in this movie than Spider-Man One is which Spider-Man One? Uh, Tobey Maguire. Okay. Okay. They don't reveal who the villain is until very late in the movie. I think that's pretty cool. You think that's a good thing? I or? think that's a good thing. I, I remember first watching this. I was wondering, okay, it's totally this guy. It's totally what, what's true. his name? Cly? The guy they set up to be Alan Tur- yeah. Turek. Tur- 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 yeah. Yeah. And they they say multiple. Oh, it has to be this guy because of this, this, and this. And the motives totally make sense for a cliche superhero movie. Okay, the guy wants money. He wants to sell the thing. We see his motives at the beginning. He totally could have been the guy. And we're led to believe that this whole movie. And then it's revealed. Whoa. Okay, this is a revenge story. After all, just not hero's revenge story. You it's, actually feel bad for him because yeah. it's his daughter. Yeah, and this dude like sent into that portal, and you can he, he like he even has like oh sir we're getting this energy reading here something is uh, like unnormal here but you know and he's what? like nah go ahead with great power comes great mm. responsibility and hero has the great responsibility of Baymax of, of Baymax yeah. and yeah Callahan misuses his power what he to could get have his done. daughter back yeah though. like is he like is he wrong though but like, he doesn't know she's alive. Right. Mm-hmm. That was my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was something I made note of. Oh, she's in hypersleep. She's in hypersleep. Maybe she went into the thing and cut all our losses and said, "All right, hypersleep. If they find me, they find me." So you oh, think just, like in, just like an interstellar. She put herself in hypersleep. Right. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. They the pod do, had they, that ability. Yeah, in Interstellar, the guy goes off to the other planet. Oh, all of them go to the other planets to explore, and they put themselves in. They they write up a report. A report they send it out. They go into the hypersleep, and then they wait. That's kind of what I'm thinking she did here. Hmm. If they find her, they find her. It's actually kind of dark if you sit and think about it for too long. Better than just straight up dying. Yeah, she basically committed That's suicide true. right there. Dang. But she didn't. She's alive. Yeah. yeah. How, How long, long was she in there for? Do we know that? At least at least a year. No, not a year. Because I don't think it was that. Because like, there's a time jump right. from when the school blows up to when... Uh, the rest of the movie takes place. Yeah. So at he least three, some four sort months. Of, yeah. I think um, Callahan has to have some sort of motive buildup where he sits in his anger for a little bit. He thinks, okay, what can I do to get revenge on this guy? And then thinks of this plan. He's like, okay, if I can somehow get back at him by destroying his new building that they're building. Uh, and then he gets these things and then he, he, he gets the things from the fire that year passes, maybe. So it could be a year. I can see that. Okay. He's still 14, though. Hero's 14 still. I don't know. Anyway. I want to bring up the fact that the nanobots, that animation is some of the coolest really animation cool. I've yeah. ever seen. There's a shot where Hero first sees it uh, after, later in the movie, after uh, he thought they were act- deactivated. It's a shot of sitting on his bed. 
and he walks up close to grab it. And the way that the camera moves and the animation does it, it's just a really cool shot. Yes. Mm. I really love how they look like traces on a motherboard as they're flying around and uh, going across the floor. They travel in angles, angular paths. Yes. Uh, power set and motivation wise, Callahan is, is is not the worst villain we've seen. No. Pretty intimidating. Those yeah. nanobots can do a whole lot of stuff. And it would have been cool to see a darker version of this where they really the movie, yeah. Where they really like start doing some terrorism. This would be one of the Disney movies that I would actually support making a live, live action? action reboot. That would of, be cool. Not like a like just make it more realistic. Grit it up. You dude. I can totally gritty. see this being and connect the stories of the professor, I'm forgetting his name, Callahan, and Hero a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because every time they go and fight him, it's just bad guy doing bad things. We gotta stop him. And that's mm-hmm. it. Kind of he stole my technology, but also just he's the bad guy. And then at the very end, it's like, oh shoot, he's got that daughter in there. Okay. All right, we got to go. We, got, we Okay, okay. Maybe we should go and help and, and stop it. But you don't get to live in that enough. Yeah, and, and keep the fact that they don't reveal Callahan as the bad guy, I think. I think it, it, it's what really sets this movie apart. What other kids movie has a secret villain all the way up until the end? They, they don't even hint on it. I'm sure there's one, man. I can't even I, think of another Disney bro, movie like Han and Frozen? Oh, well, that came out two years before this movie. It doesn't count. True, dude. Doesn't count. Drop it was in development the, I, at the same time. If you're listening and you're on YouTube, drop it in the comments because I know we're missing one movie yeah. where there's a big villain that isn't revealed until like halfway through. National Tra- Oh, wait. <laughs> animated, animated. Our mind's not on animation right yeah. now. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Marvel movie marathon. But uh, Baymax, I think the writing for Baymax is really good. Mm-hmm. I like all of his stuff. It's not really one thing that, from, that Baymax does. I mean, I guess the fist bump thing, it's aged bad, but... Other than that, I think he's a really solid. I love character. his uh, battery almost dead, stumbling around thing. That was that was a good bit. Yeah. Harry, baby. They said when they yeah. when they designed uh, Baymax, they they were trying to find all these cute little animals. They scanned penguins. They scanned uh, kangaroos. They're trying to figure out what what is the cutest, most unintimidating thing we could uh, make him walk like. And they ultimately decided it was a toddler. But not only a toddler, a toddler whose diaper is full of poop. So that is Baymax's design and how he walks. He walks like a toddler with a full diaper. Yeah, this Whoa. is also a scene where they, they mocap me to... <laughs> did they really go after a toddler for that? They said, all right, They modeled it, it after a toddler. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Go dumpy right I now. Didn't, I didn't know that. That's weird. You see him running, you can kind of picture it now, can't you? Yeah. I, I can, yeah. yeah. I like how he has to move things out of the way real slowly and just so he can have a clear path to walk forward. Yeah, I love his blocking. He's very, uh, you can tell that the programs are written to pathfind and a very systematic approach. Okay, do this, check for clearance, go. Do this, check for clearance, go. Especially when he's going around the uh, the bed, when he's moving the little chair, all that stuff. It's great. I love it. It's like so, a Roomba. I get, I guess. Yeah. So I get why the animators designed him the way they did, but why did Tadashi not design him like yeah. that? Like, why didn't he? Why did he get rid of the marshmallow shell? <laughs> like, yeah. it just obstruct. Like, it just does get in the way. So, like, why not make something? I guess that's a case of this is a kid's you need a movie. Fluffy guy. Designing. You need a fluffy guy. And no, you know what? That's true though, because it, it, he is designed for health and. Like giving someone a hug. I think he says that even in the movie. Like, yeah, what's Tadashi. comfortable? He's nice and comfy and squishy like a marshmallow. Almost, no, I guess. you're talking about Tadashi. I'm talking about why Hero doesn't soup him up. Like he puts oh. armor around the inflated shell instead of where we know there's a solid skeleton under oh, there. True. Instead huh. of just putting armor on that skeleton where now he has an inflatable shell where he could could deflate at any moment. And there's even that scene where he's trying to fit the armor on. Just an incredible short just, scene. Just deflate the All right. deflate the suit. All right. Yeah, come on. Huh. Stupid kids movie. Stupid kid. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite bit in this movie? A Joker favorite got you. A favorite bit besides the end credit scene? Mine, I really loved the yeah. detail where Wasabi's cutting through that door. And we've seen it time <laughs> and time again in Star Wars where Jedi's just they can do it. They can just cut a perfect circle. 
come on, that's not realistic. Here's Wasabi zigzagging all over trying to cut the thing. He misses the circle yeah, the first he time. It. He has to go back in. Come on, we've all done that. Trying to gives a little circle. Circle. Yes, that's true. It takes me back to when I'm trying to cut pipe, you know, when we were plumbing. Oh. It just didn't line up. Perfect. Yes. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh, I got man. all these burrs in it now. <laughs> yes. I was always fascinated. Sorry, I still a little bit of a circle tangent here, but I was always fascinated by those. I wonder what would you call those things like a pro like, but you stick the one in there and then draw the circle and it would be a perfect oh, like a circle. Compass? No, it's not a compass. There's a protractor. name for it. Protractor. Yeah. And oh, I mean, once you were done, compasses too. the the <laughs> circle that would come out of that was perfect. The, the protractor is the uh, the plastic thing, the half circle angle making thing oh it sounded the, right the compass is the the thing yeah anyway uh my favorite bit in this movie <laughs> anyway. is is drunk baymax yeah from uh <laughs> when does his battery first start to die that's in the the police office right so from there where he he's like oh i know yeah <laughs> yes. all right let's go let's, let's get you home and then he has to avoid aunt cass and uh he's like oh that what, what was that noise upstairs uh, mochi mochi's by the feet throws mochi upstairs brilliant love it <laughs> the best one part of that was when she's like we're making wings wings that was good i think my favorite one is when he's detailing how hero is going through puberty and he's like hair will start to appear on your face your armpit and okay let's stop doing that real quick like it's like a little subtle like hint there and it's dude it's so but the way he details everything that whole little sequence there as he's discovering like who baymax is and how baymax like becomes who he is Functions, like yeah. all right yeah it would make me happy if you found out where the nanobots are going Okay. He just dies. I, yeah. I love the recurring like, joke with that too, because when uh, when they're first being attacked by Callahan as the Kabuki man, and um, so Baymax had already sent out this letter to all of the all of the Go Go crew, whatever they're called, uh, the Big Hero Six. Okay, the Big Hero Six. Go Go Gadget. They they show up. They're like, "Oh, Hero, are you okay? We're worried about you." And he, he's like, "Why? Why is why is uh, Baymax dressed up in all this weird stuff?" And he's like. It's for my uh, adolescent mood swings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I love that recurring joke. They keep mm -hmm. they keep going. There's a couple other spots. It's it's great. That is good stuff. All right, gentlemen. Anything else you want to mention before we hop into favorite scenes, favorite characters, and then obviously the score for this movie? There's a lot of good scenes in this movie. We've said quite a few really solid scenes, memorable. Uh, action figure selling scenes. <laughs> That's the thing, man. It's we, like we forgot the key line of the movie, right? The you know, long before the Avengers Endgame had the woman power up scene. Uh, there, uh, there was Go Go in this movie. She has an iconic line. Ben, do you want to quote that iconic oh line? Oh boy, yeah, it's cringe going back to it. It really is, man. She goes, "Woman up." I forgot about woman that, up. and nice. I remember that stuck on for a few, and then people realized it was mega cringe, and it hasn't been since then. My sister would say that sometimes, yeah, for no reason. It like was, we'd say, we'd say, "Ellie, just man up." She'd say, "Woman up." Shut up. Like, from, from, from three white guys here who have all the authority in the world. That's oh, yeah. a, that's a that's cringe us. saying, man. That's a cringe saying. <laughs> what's up with um what's up with Hero being Asian but Cass not being Asian? Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't think she was Asian. Well, she's she's got aunt. the she's got the Elsa Nana face, you know, like you said. Families can marry. Yeah, she's an aunt. That's true. Marry that's true. Aunt. That's oh, true. Yeah. Come on. She's very cultured. Cultured? Yeah, her whole shop and get up, it's all it's all Japanese themed. Is it though? With she's, the cat on the top of the sells coffee and donuts. I know she's got the lucky cat on top of the store. <laughs> she lives in San Francisco Francisco, <laughs> man. Whatever. I thought it was just an interesting thing. Huh. Interesting. I didn't yeah. even really notice it. I really love how this movie talks about STEM and promotes it. This made me want to go into STEM. I didn't, but it made me want to go into STEM when I like, oh, I want to go to a, a robot camp. That'd be cool. I remember thinking, Very though, cool. as they got into that science lab, I was like, man, if I was into science, like, I would probably be a big science nerd. 
if I was into science. Wait, I, I totally have a job in technology. What do I mean? <laughs> I work in IT. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I completely forgot. This movie may have been the start of why I wanted to get into IT, to tinker with things, to um, This is your origin up. story. This, this is, is my origin story. This isn't Hero's Can origin you story. This is yours. for sure? Totally. <laughs> Well, let's go for it. This movie changed my life, Holy guys. Cow, this this is, one, Wreck-It we, Ralph. Uh, I don't know. Are we about to get a 10 out of 10 Lego from Michael movie. right now? Guys, this movie is life-changing. Wow. This movie is life-changing. Yeah, I have never been the same since... I think we'll put that in the YouTube thumbnail. This movie is life-changing. Big Hero 6 Multiverse Big Monologues. Six. Speaking life of life-changing, Ben, I know that you, you two wanted to highlight something. We were talking about it before the podcast. Well, Micah had mentioned uh, Aunt Cass... And yeah. I just think we can't we can't go past it, man. Because when I was going for this movie, I was like, "What do I remember from the one time I saw this movie?" Yeah, I'm sure you remember. It. And it was and it was oh yeah, there there was a, there was an image, and I'm sure you know or and remember this that floated around. It, it, it started on Reddit, as all things do, and it, it quickly made its way around the internet enough to where I believe one of you said that if you searched up Aunt Cass. On Google, it's the first image that popped up. We're not telling you to do that. Don't do don't that, do actually. That. Yeah, don't. Like, but. That's not good. But it's weird that the most memorable thing that came out of this movie was that image that like, circled the internet. And I'm not even going to mention what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. It's that image of Mama Cass, and she is... She is talking to Hero. Let me just uh, let me just say I'm on Google Trends right I now. I looked it up. I'm Holy on Google cow. Trends right now. Don't do that. To see what... Uh, so Google Trends is where you can see what people are looking up at what times, right? Yeah, and when it peaks. Yeah. In 2014, yeah, there, there was a little bit of a, a peak, right? Because Big Hero 6 just came out. Oh, what's the ant's name? Let's... Uh, uh, and yeah, there's there's a couple Slight searches. Slight peak. Yeah. Um, we'll throw the screenshot that. I'll throw it up in the... Yeah, I'll edit. screenshot this for you. <laughs> When does it really? <laughs> I just want to show you this. Twenty twenty one is the most someone has... just turn, face it towards the November twenty twenty one is the. Uh... Oh, Do you see that? Man. So on the left we have twenty fourteen. On the right, no one really cared. Yeah, no one really cared. A hundred times more searches online for Ant Cass in twenty twenty one. Dang. Oof. Truly yeah. a, a cultural impact. This movie is that it's impactful left. for sure. Yeah. March, yeah. Mar- uh, uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Which is why we have to give You can't this movie even look up Ant Cass anymore <laughs> on, on Google. <laughs> it's messed up, bro. All right. Let's let let's let's move on to favorite character in this movie. I'm going to shoot Aunt this Cass. one to... All right, Micah, you've had your shot. You don't get to answer this one. Or maybe you already did, technically. No, I got a different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite character, Micah? Oh, uh... I got Fred. I gotta go with... I mean, I love Fred. I love Fred. Can we all go Fred? Can we all come just on, go Fred? On, I, I, I think Fred is the most underdog character in this movie. Dude, he's so and good. he came out of nowhere as... I want a Fred spinoff. I would love a Disney Plus Fred show. Especially with that post-credit scene. It, yeah. It felt like we're getting like Underpants Man or Captain Underpants. You can totally get a, a redemption kind of maturing Fred show. It'd be so sick. Be fantastic. Maybe yeah. that's what the Big Hero 6 show on Disney Plus is about. It's Maybe. just about Fred. Maybe. Maybe I'll watch it. It is Big Hero 6 canon. Yes. I'm pretty sure the yeah. original Baymac, Go Baymax show is not canon. To the, the voice, it, most of the voice cast is back from yeah. that, that show. Yeah, oh, on Disney Plus. Speaking of voice cast, uh, you know who plays Tadashi in this movie? Oh, yeah. The same guy who plays Agent Zero in X-Men Origins Wolverine. That was pretty cool. To uh, tie it back into our He's podcast. also a new girl, am I right? <laughs> Beats yeah. me, I don't know. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm seeing that there's a sequel to this movie. In Big development or the 62nd film, March 4th, 2023. That didn't happen. No. Oh, Baymax. Oh, okay. So it's a it's the a show. TV. It's a Disney Plus. It's a Disney Plus thing. It's not a well. Technically, I guess it would be a sequel, but it's not a a second. Is this the show on Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple. Baymax. It's got a Plus. 7.2. On okay. IMDb. That's not bad. It's not very good either. Well, no. it's not bad. 
Are we all taking Fred? Oh, Fred has a different voice actor in the show. I don't, I don't think I want to watch it anymore. TJ I'll, I'll do Baymax. I like Baymax yeah, a lot. I think he's that's written really well. He's very like like we all want a Baymax, right? We don't yeah. like a Baymax. Yep. It's not only like good physical support, like helps heal your wounds, but like he'll give you a warm hug. Sometimes we all need that. It's weird. He's made out of vinyl. I don't think that that'd be very squishy. Hmm. They actually modeled him off real medical robots. Mm. I yeah. remember seeing that documentary. That was yeah. Did they model the medical robots off of toddlers with poop in their diapers? No, that was, that was different. Just the, the, not the shape, way they the feel of them. The inflatable shell. Oh, yeah. Nice. Huh. I'll go with Hero then. If we're not going to if we're not going to go all Fred, we, we in our hearts we're all with Fred here. Mm-hmm. But Hero and and the Tadashi, his story arc through this as he kind of goes on the hero's journey. Hmm. In a yeah. way, the hero's <laughs> journey, but it's not the most fleshed out, but I think he he does a very sufficient job at getting us invested in this movie, and especially as a kid. Like I remember loving this movie as a kid, and that that's what this movie and the the audience that this movie is looking for. It's it's definitely for kids. It just so happens that it's a Marvel film, and we are reviewing it as part of the Marvel movie marathon. We already did favorite bits. Do we want to do favorite scenes here? Do you want to highlight some things? I said quite a few favorite scenes already. We talked about a lot of good scenes in this movie. Do we want to do this one? We talked like the big one was the ending. The ending is really good. When the the Baymax sacrifices himself, the first ending before they retroactively uh, tear the good ending away. (laughs) I'll re-highlight the flight, the first flight. I think that was good. Very Iron Man esque. Not like Iron. Not not even close to Iron Man, but Iron Man esque. I remember thinking. How to Train Your Dragon did this better when the first flight in that movie when he goes oh, on yeah, hit, yeah. He goes on the emotion up. from when they land and, on um, it and the, the layers that they have. Oh, no, absolutely. That's what I find appealing about that scene. Yes. And, and it stuck out to me how how deep emotions can be in what is just a kid's movie. Yeah. Obviously, you also have the post credit scene, which we need to address. Stan Lee animated voice cameo in this movie, which is epic. Is this the like, best Stanley cameo we've gotten? I mean, at least the most meat. We haven't gotten Tony Stank yet, so that's... Tony yeah. Stank is a good one, man. That is a really good one. But he gets multiple lines of dialogue. True. Not mm-hmm. him and Fred, our favorite character, Fred. They share a scene together. It's pretty great. Before we go into our next... I, I want to I wanna ask you guys, should this have a sequel? Should it have a sequel? With uh, Marvel movies, we get okay. Let's let's talk about a multiverse. Let's talk about an extended universe. Let's talk about a show. Let's talk about a. So we have this show that came out. That's three seasons. Yeah. Would you guys want to see more Big Hero Six? Would you want to see another movie? We talked about the live action movie, but the, uh, as a remake, though, right? Yeah. No. Um, I'm good. I'm good. You're good. Yeah. You've had I'm your good. your fill on Baymax. If, well, if they made one, I'd go see it. I don't okay. think I need it. Here's the thing, dude. Like, I need to really be in love with an animated movie to go back and see it. Like, I'm pretty freaking hyped for Across the Spider-Verse. I think we all are. Like, that's coming out in, what, a couple days as of the release of this. So, like, come on now. Like, that that's a movie I want to see a sequel to. Mm-hmm. This one does sufficiently well for the audience that it's for. But... Beyond that, there's really not the most emotional. And and I'm, I'm going to talk about this when I give my score, but I don't know. I, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to see a sequel to this. Mm-hmm. You know, if Disney wants to do it, they probably will do it eventually. But I think they floated that idea around for a while and they finally ended up with the Baymax TV series on Disney Plus. So I'm good. Before we do our scores, though, I want to know what the Internet thinks of Big Hero 6, and if our infamous Hollywood Reporter list even put Big Hero 6 in their list. Funny you should ask. It is on the list. It is on the list. It is on the list. Okay. Yeah. How high do you guys think the Hollywood Reporter rated it? So the Hollywood Reporter, uh, infamous list, they completely garbage list. Hollywood Reporter. Genius list. My bet, number one. Number one? (laughs) Number one? No, I remember number one was the Avengers. Uh, Top 35? Yeah, it's probably top 35. Want to narrow it down to a, a range of 10? All right, I, I say it's, it's in our uh, 25 to 35 range. 25 to 35 range? Yeah. That's a good range. 30 to 40, I'm 17. Go. Oh, wow. 17? 17. 17th? 17th? Come on. 
when you say imagine imagine going up to somebody we, and we making reviewed, a list and saying okay uh yeah i'm comfortable with saying big hero 6 is better than avengers infinity war avengers endgame avengers endgame our, yeah i'm comfortable uh, saying that our last movie we reviewed guardians of the galaxy is 19th place mm. captain oh. america first avenger is 18th place ultron is 16th place Hey man, the Wasp. Respect that choice, actually, mm. for Ultron. Yeah. All right, so uh, now we're going to do an average of what the internet thinks. So I've got Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, IMDb, and the Letterbox scores. So we have uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic at a 90%, audience at a 91%, Metacritic at a 74%, Metacritic user at a 7.8%, uh, IMDb at a 7.8%, and Letterbox at a 3.8%. So, mm. some really high scores from Rotten Tomatoes, some kind of okay scores from uh, from the rest of our crew, giving us an average of 81. That puts it, uh, for for the average internet score, 34th place. 34. So, so a little bit lower than what Hollywood Reporter rated it. Right down the middle. Yeah. Pretty much. So now, we know what the internet thinks, and that doesn't matter, because our opinion... Our facts, actually. <laughs> no one cares about the internet. Right. Our list is what's important. Yeah. So, as, as three dudes who are saying this on the internet, internet doesn't matter. No. <laughs> right. No way. Because that's the fun of doing this project. So, where's it going to rank? I'm going to shoot this out to Mr. Wenslaw first. What yeah. score are you giving Big Hero 6? So, I, I, like, I like some of the elements in this movie. I think uh, Baymax, really good character. I think a lot of the theme uh, themes of this movie are are pretty good. I like the villain. I like some of the hero aspect. I, I like hero as a character, but it, it's a kid movie. There's a lot of kid dialogue. The movie gets very preachy at times. Like uh, I forget what hero says in the final act, but he says something that is just like the corniest line I've ever heard. It's like good people don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, y'all yep. remember it. Uh, yeah, but. It's, it's not too much that I really love in this movie. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we, we've watched some bad movies on this watch through. This isn't a bad movie. It's a kid movie. But, come on. This ain't no Daredevil. This ain't For no Elektra. 100%. This ain't no Thomas Jane Punisher. Disagree. <laughs> Ooh. Gotta disagree. Say no Howard the Duck. So, my initial score was 7. Wanted to give it a 7. But I looked at my list. I gave the first blade a seven. This isn't as good as the first blade. So I'm going to drop it just a little. Ooh. Just a little. I'm going to go 6.8. I just love shy that. of nice. I love just that. Just shy of nice. Yep. Mm. Yep. Okay. Very good. 6.8 is your but, first but score. I've got to mention this animation, cinematography. Really, really good. Yep. A lot of shots in this movie. I just sat there and was like, wow, that's a really nice shot. Is it though? Like, do you do you have to like sit there and be like, okay, that looks beautiful, but also, this is the biggest budget that any animated film is ever gonna receive because this is Disney. Like, you almost expect that at this point to be wowed. Like, it's it, don't get me wrong, it's an accomplishment that people sat down and did that, but you almost have to have that expectation going in because it is a movie of this caliber, you know. So nothing against it, like the nano bits, the nanotech, that's that that is what really impressed me and is unique about this one. I, I agree. Yeah, mm. beautiful some beautiful shots. Micah, where are you going with this one, man? Big Hero Six is a pretty good kids movie. I think uh, its biggest flaws are in the side characters. Uh, they're not as developed because it is a kids movie. They're not as fleshed out. They're not as interested. They have their quirks. That's about it. And with a pretty good score, we didn't talk about the score, but I thought it was pretty good. Would you say so, Ben? Yeah. Score? Okay. I would, yeah. I would say so. With the score being pretty good, the yeah. action being pretty good, the I love the emotional beats. There's there are some that I remember being very uh, hard-hitting, and they still hold up today. I love how they commit to not revealing the villain till the very end. Uh, there's a lot of things that I love about this movie, and um, for that, I will give it a 7.7. Mm, wow. Would I recommend this? Sure. Would I say watch it more than once? Eh. Yeah, it's just it's 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 a pretty good movie. I yeah. did I did sit down, I watched this movie, and halfway through, I 
was like, oh, shoot, I should have brought my little, I have a six-year-old little brother. I should have brought him into the room to watch it with me. Maybe would have enjoyed it. That's true. Would have had someone in there who was like, wow, holy cow. That's the target audience for something like this, man. So a 6.8 and a 7.7, almost a whole point higher than... I think Ethan. so. Uh, that might be a little high. Uh, no, no, no. No, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with that. What I'm going to stick with What it. else you got in Because that, I, love the, I love the emotion in this movie. The, it tackles topics that no kid, or not many kids can relate to. But if there is a kid out there who struggles with uh, this, the grief of losing a brother and his parents, this movie's for them. And it... It's such an influential movie towards kids trying to get into STEM, kids trying to get into um, just have these huge ambitions in life. Just because your age doesn't mean you have to outsmart those around you, your colleagues and stuff, because that's not that's a point that they don't that's a trope that they don't get into in this movie is the kid is better than the the adults or whatever. It's just they're on the same playing field. It's cool. I think it's a very ahead of its time movie in some ways. Okay. Yeah. So 7.7. I'm, I'm holding in. I'm holding in. That's good. You're going to stick to your guns with Sticking a 7.7. I enjoyed Ghost Rider more. <laughs> <laughs> Holy catfish. And uh, I enjoyed one, this more than The Wolverine. Yeah, I'd say that. This I'd one that. might be your hottest take, man. The, the we got to rewatch Rider Ghost Rider. We'll, we'll do a podcast on that. Yeah, did you, did yes, you gave we Ghost will. Rider like a 7. 7.8. Ugh. Wow. Ugh. That's almost as bad as that stupid guy who put Punisher at eight. Holy yeah, cow. They- um so <laughs> I gotta I gotta give Big Hero Six a score now and I I put this in almost immediately after watching this movie and I because I, I like we said the animation is great. The characters are mostly so so besides a couple. Baymax is I think a standout. I agree. So is Fred. He's a, a very lovable uh second secondary character. Um but other than that, it's pretty generic. It's pretty so-so for kids' movies. And it's not as memorable as you'd like something like this to be. I think Wreck-It Ralph, which came out uh, around the same time, is a much better movie with this type of animation and stuff like that. So while this movie is good, it's not the greatest one out there. And I was also looking at my list. I actually had the same, the same thought as you. I put Blade at a 7. Mm. And I liked Blade more than this movie. So it's a 6.5 mm. for me for wow. Big Hero 6. There was a few other ones on there that I put at a 7. And I I'm was like, have to rewatch Blade 1. I feel like good. I didn't like Blade 1. I get, what did you get? I, I was the lowest score out of our... our Three. I was at a six point seven. That's fair for Blade. I, you, I feel you, like you it wasn't didn't know too... how to articulate. Yeah, it that was, was our, our second, second, second movie. Our second we movie. didn't know what to expect. Yeah. True. I just remember not being too hot on it. I remember there were some cool parts, but yeah. No, you you, you like retroactively that first one. You came in too hot with your Howard the Duck score. <laughs> That's the one you got to go and rethink. Sits at uh, six point five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of the ranking, though. So, with a six point five, a six point eight, and a seven point seven, we get an average of seven. Ooh. Oh. Seven. A solid seven number. Average. Our first. Oh, our our second solid number. What was the other one? <laughs> Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> oh yeah. We were united. <laughs> wow. Okay. A, a perfect right there is a seven. That's so that, a whole number right there. So that that we, is a perfect number. We kind of end our streak at putting things in like the top five for like the past three movies. So this one ends up sort of in the middle. I'm assuming. That's right. So far. So we have our top 10. We have Captain America, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. The Avengers, X-Men Days of Future Past, Spider-Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Iron Man 3, Captain America, First Avenger, Thor, Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, wait, wait. Spider-Man. That was top 10. Okay. Now we have 11th place, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 at a 7.5, X-Men 2 at a 7.503, <laughs> Spider-Man 3 at a 7.5, slightly lower. Uh, we have Blade 2 at a 7.3. What and then play, we have Big what, Hero Six. What place is Blade in? Uh, uh, Blade Two. Blade Two is fourteenth place. Fifteenth place is Big Hero Six at a solid Top seven. Fifteen. Right. There you go. Okay, My, uh, better than half the movies yeah. we've seen. I'd agree. We uh, we had a rough patch in this marathon. Just above X Men. Yeah, we did. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of 
you kind of need movies like this mm -hmm. to come off the Breathe. high that we went on because we we went Winter Soldier, we went whoa, we <laughs> went uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then we went Days of Future Past, all of which I think are in our top five. Yeah, this so is our like, highest rated year. Yeah, yet. 2014 as a year was crazy. What do we have? Our average and on average for our movie. average for our year was an 8.46. Mm, yeah, that's good. Wow. That's really that good. That was our highest year by a whole. What's the closest year? Is that is that 2013's? 2012? The next closest year? 2002. 2002. Spider-Man and Blade 2. All right, 7.6 average. Yeah, but that was only two movies. So our next one would be like 2011. So... That wraps up the year of 2014. Yeah. We now look to the year of 2015. What Only three movies. movies. Three movies. Okay, so mm -hmm. shoot them off. Avengers, Age of Ultron is our next movie. Then we have Ant-Man, a movie I have not seen. Okay. And then the legendary. The legendary. Oh, yeah. Fan-Four-Stick. <laughs> Fan another Four movie Stick, I've baby. never seen. Coming, coming this month, man. I own Fan-Four-Stick on 4K. You guys want to come over and watch it? I think we should get together for Fan-Four-Stick. That's a rare movie, actually. The 4K pressing really? of Fan Force Stick. Yeah. I guess I, I had have to import right? it from Europe because so. it was cheaper in Europe. Wow. Yeah, it would have been 40 or 50 bucks in America. It's like 20 huh. bucks in When Fan Force Stick is playing in 4K, you got to show up. You got to show up. Michael B. Jordan. But he you never makes another appearance that's this good. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially not in the Marvel movies. Yeah, no, no way. way. <laughs> um, never. You said that Avengers Age of Ultron is our next movie, though. That's right. May 1st, 2015. The sequel to the big. Hit movie, Avengers. Michael, remind me where Avengers sits on our list. Uh, that would be number two, man. Number mm. two. Uh, 9.43. Right under oh, Howard. Okay. This was one of Ethan's <laughs> infamous tens. So do we do we think that Age of Ultron is going to get to the greatness that is the first Avengers? We're going to find out next week because I remember this movie being great, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. So I may not have seen this since like 2015, 2016. It's been a while. Yeah. For you. Okay. All right. So that's going to be interesting next week, but I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to get back in the MCU. Like that's for sure. And to see another movie with Cap and the Avengers. And yeah. Iron I mean, Man, dude. we get to see more of our favorite character yeah. from X-Men Days of Future Past, you know, Quicksilver, <laughs> the man himself. <laughs> I'm excited to see as many MCU adventures. Wait, Ralph Boner? He's in this movie? As many MCU adventures after Age of Ultron. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so look forward to that, everybody. That's going to be good stuff. And we Have thank fun you guys. watching Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, guys. Yeah, right? That's coming out this week. We don't have our tickets yet. we gotta, we got to get on that, guys. Where are we going? NCG? Uh, sandwich? We sandwich Theater? No, sandwich. Sandwich Theater. All the way. Sandwich is the sandwich way to go, dude. Let's get those... Uh, DTS, uh, the uh, the nice ones. Yeah. Yeah, Great. those were good. That's what we'll do. So we thank you guys for sticking around for Big Hero 6. Give this movie a, a rewatch if you feel so inclined. You know, I'll probably never, I'm not going to lie, watch this movie again. But, I'll watch uh, it with my kids someday. Yeah, okay, okay you know what? Yeah, we'll about when that. I do the Marvel movie marathon with my kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then force them to watch hour-long podcasts of each movie after we All right, watch kids, it. Uh, you just watched this movie, now you gotta listen to our podcast, get our views up, get our subs up. Oh, Dad, how long is Avengers Endgame? Oh, it's about four and a half hours. But Dad, it says it's only three hours. Oh, you gotta watch the podcast that accompanies <laughs> Avengers Endgame, actually. So That'll be like a six-hour experience. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for that. So, stay tuned for Age of Ultron next week. Cross the Spider-Verses this week, so look forward to that as well. I, I cannot wait for that movie. Um, actually, you know what? Let's do this right here. Tom Holland in the movie, yes or no? Yes. Sure. Yes. Tobey Maguire sure. in the movie? Yes. No. Sure. Yes. I'm saying no Toby, no Andrew. Let's say yes to everything. Any, well, uh, saying... any Spidey villains multiverse? Like, I think... I, I, I'm worried that it's not going to be like like they're going to have too yeah, much quick going five on. minute predictions I guess yeah, no, I know right all right live action, saying, wait, wait, live action multiverse will there be one yes in this movie if you have a Lego one which is confirmed you have a live action one okay I think that I think so okay that, that's what I'm going with I don't know okay might be too much for an animated film that could be although to be fair Big Hero 6 came out 2014 2014 also had the Lego movie which ended live action Will Ferrell that's true it's true. So you got animated zone transitioning. Oh, what a peak movie. I'm here though. for it. Sony, please make a good movie. So I am. Please. Please. Because, I mean, you, got, you gotta, gotta give us excitement going into Craven the Hunter. Mm. You gotta. 
Yeah, no more of them. I'm right. actually surprised that they, they haven't released a trailer for Craven. But anyway, sorry. We're craving we, it, man. We've we been, need it. <laughs> we've been rambling on for too many more Morbius. Yeah, man. Intriguing. That would be awesome. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. This has been Rayside. I'm Ethan Watson. I'm Micah Hutt. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.